Shut up and sit down. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Faction Podcast. My name is Joel Apenta, and I am here as always with my friend Ermali. What up, what up, y'all? We are going to go on to the NFC start sits, catch our AFC start sits yesterday. It's a pretty good episode, I think. We're trying out a little something different, uh, trying to talk about more of the lesser known players than the obvious players now that we're getting into the playoff stretch. So please like us, rate us, review us. We want to hear your feedback. Follow me on Twitter at FFFJolapenta and let us know what you think about the podcast. We really want to know what you think. Right, Molly? Yeah, we definitely want to know what you think because Joe thinks I'm great. I think Joe's great, but <laughs> we really want to know what you guys think since you're the neutral party. <laughs> Molly steals the show every week. We all know that. I like to toot my own horn. <laughs> well, toot toot, baby. All right, first matchup, Panthers and Falcons. What do we think about this one? Is this going to be a high-scoring game or is this going to be a blowout? By the Panthers. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Panthers haven't been playing well lately to you know blow out anybody, really. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because they're both bad defenses. Panthers' defense it was pretty decent to begin the season with. has kind of faltered lately. And I, I'm, I mean, I expect high 20s, low 30s for both teams. Falcons probably have like a bottom three defense in the league on both sides, you know, rushing versus the rush or versus the pass, so... There's probably going to be a lot of starts in this game, whether they be like, you know, RB1s, you know, wide receiver ones or flex positions. I think you're going to have a lot of starts in this game. Yeah, they are two weak defenses. As you said, the Panthers were a little bit stronger and now they're fading. The Falcons were probably the worst defense in the league, but they have stepped up the past couple of weeks and, you know, are actually trying. Um, so let's hit the Falcon side of the ball first. As you mentioned, Panthers have been doing terrible. Last week, they did terrible. Geis and Peterson of the Redskins, owned him on the ground. So I think Devontae Freeman, a must-start this week against the Panthers. What do you think? Yeah, I would start him because of the matchup. I'm just not a fan of Devontae Freeman. He, like, disappoints a lot. And if this game, you know, gets out of hand, like, in the first quarter, I feel like his role might be, like, totally eliminated within the team. So, yeah, he's a start, but he's, like, a, you know, if you're very weak at the position, then he might be your RB2, but I'm, I'm aiming more towards, like, a flex position. I think he's going to have value because we don't know what's going on with Julio Jones right now. He could be out. He could be playing injured. He contributes in the passing game. And with the Panthers' defense just being so bad against the run, they gave up almost 300 yards to Geisen Peterson last week. So I think they could really drive the ball home with Freeman, especially if Jones is missing. They don't have a lot of receiver depth behind him. Um, he's probably the only one I confidently start on that team. Other than the obvious, uh, Matt Ryan, you're going to start him. Julio, if he plays. Do you got any other starts on the Falcons? Oh, wait. Yeah. I heard Hooper was practicing again. Yeah, I don't think he'll play this week, but he's practicing if, again. If he's playing, then that's great. And If he's if him and Julio are, are playing, then that worries me about Devontae Freeman even more. Definitely. If Julio is not playing, and even if Austin Hooper at this point is playing, I'd look at somebody like a Russell Gage. If Julio is not playing, because this game is just going to have a potential for a shootout, then at that point, if Julio is not playing, 
I almost feel like I'm a little bit more comfortable uh, with Gage out there versus uh, Devontae Freeman. If Julio plays, and ignore Gage and, you know, just leave him on your waiver wire or drop him for somebody else at that point. Yeah, I mean, Gage this is an opportunity before and just hasn't done great. So I'm not really buying into him. Maybe as an emergency flex or something. But let's go on to the Panther side of the ball. DJ Moore has really showed up the past few weeks especially, so he's done pretty well. I'm sure you're going to start him. What about the quarterback? Yeah, Kyle Allen. Um, I don't know. He's probably a pass for me. I know it's a great matchup. I know it's going to have potential to be a shootout and all that stuff. Uh, and he has he has played decently, especially second half of the season. But like he's had a couple of bigger games. I'm still staying away from him. I don't trust him. There's other options like I would, like we were talking about in the last podcast. I'd probably have like Fitzmagic over him. I'd have Tannen Hill over him. I'd probably start Josh Allen even in a bad matchup over him still. I just want more proven commodities than Kyle Allen. Yeah, definitely. He just did very well last week against the Redskins, which was another bad matchup. Well, good matchup for him. Bad defense. You know, 278 yards with two touchdowns. He has rushing upside. Uh, he had 22 yards and a touchdown last week. So, two quarterback league. He's probably a start. Uh, emergency start in the fantasy playoffs. Because it is the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even emergency start, he's yeah. still a no for me. I mean, three well, weeks really, ago when they played versus Atlanta, they only scored three points and he had four interceptions. Yeah, so that was when they brought the heat, the defense, they yeah, really I'm did good. I'm staying away from him, like, at all costs. Yeah, I really just brought it up mostly because of, like, a two-quarterback situation. He's yeah, then, somebody and then I'll probably look at Curtis Samuel would be the other guy simply because they're, you know, Olsen, I believe, had a concussion last week. So if he's out or if he's, you know, somewhat limited in this game, look at Curtis Samuel as a flex position there. Don't rely on him too much. It's like, you know, a wide receiver one or two, obviously. But I would keep yeah. an eye out for him if Olsen misses this game because there's just going to be a lot of attempts and a lot of volume in this game. Yeah, he could get a touchdown, you know, at any given week. It's just kind of unpredictable. But he does have the upside. Redskins and Packers? Redskins and Packers. Let's All right, go what Redskins. do you think about this one? Redskins, huh? Yeah, I got the Redskins <laughs> winning this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> At Lambeau, the Redskins come in and take it away from the Packers. I mean, wouldn't that be something if like Dwayne Haskins just like lights up Green Finally Bay? You know, that'd be pretty sweet. I think it's doubtful, though. So let's let's just get the Redskins over with. Out of the running backs, now the Packers have given up a lot of points to running backs, and they are very weak against the running backs. Are both of these guys starts, or do you have to choose one or the other? I'm choosing one or the other, and I'm going with guys. I know both of them had a pretty good week last week. I think they almost had both almost had like 100 yards, so they both had two really good games. I'm going with Geis. It's end of the season. If he's healthy, they might want to see what he has to offer at this point. So I don't think if you're... Hoping that he's going to get 25 touches this game, he's he's not going to do that. But I think he's more likely to have a big play than Adrian Peterson. Um, I just He's just safer for me at this point. I picked him up if one of my leagues. I'm not starting him, but I'm keeping him for the next couple of weeks, depending on my matchups. You know, I think you could probably start both. Not on the same team, of course. You know, you don't start both of them on one squad. But Geis is a definite RB2 to me. And Peterson's probably a flex to me. Last week against a terrible defense, Dwayne Haskins couldn't even do anything through the air. He's just not a very good quarterback. Only 147 yards through the air last week. And like I said earlier, 
about 300 i'm sorry about 250 yards on the ground most of it going to guys and peterson so both of them are going to get work both of them scored touchdowns i like the upside of guys he did it on fewer carries more touchdowns more yards but i think you could start both of these guys i like guys more because he, he he rhymes with gucci i don't think that rhymes guys gucci Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm Close. not known for my musical talents. Other than that, <laughs> I, would, I would keep an eye on somebody like Terry McLaurin. I know he's been pretty awful the second half of the season. You know, but if there's somebody, if there is a wide receiver that you're hoping, you know, has high potential, he's probably that player. Like, he's one of those guys, like a Will Fuller type, but except he's the number one, you know, wide receiver on his team. So I'd keep an eye on somebody like him. But other than that, yeah, I'm ignoring everybody else on that offense. I'm not saying you're going to start this guy and he has no fantasy relevance whatsoever, but they're starting to introduce Calvin Harmon into the offense now and him and Terry McLaurin are the two, um, you know, rookie wide receivers and they have no other wide receivers. So he could be a fantasy asset in the future. Maybe that's going to be what they plan on rolling with in the future at wide receiver. They just need a quarterback now. They have their quarterback at least for the next two years. So they draft another one. There's already talks about them drafting again next year, but oh, I don't God. think they're going to give up on Haskins they, that quick. They can't go the Cardinal route. I know. That'd That's be what a shame. They were saying. And and he doesn't have weapons for him to like, you know, prove himself anyway. So how can you evaluate someone when you're not even putting them in the right position? But yeah, let's let's jump over to the better Packers half the of this matchup, yeah. I mean, I have my typical three starts in this game, so So what do you got to say about Aaron Jones, man? Are you worried yet? No, why would I be worried about Aaron Jones? What do you mean? What's wrong with Aaron Jones? Jamal Williams is outplaying him on a weekly well, basis well, now. Fun fact, news came out on Thursday that Jamal Williams is having some type of knee yeah. issue. So, But he'll know. probably No, play. I mean, I'm, I'm still not worried. So Aaron Jones is, you know, he is a more big play type of player. He had the last two weeks, you know, he had 11 attempts against the Giants, 13 against San Francisco. He only got like 56 yards combined in both those games. But the prior week against Carolina, he only had 13 attempts, but had three touchdowns. So Aaron Jones is more touchdown dependent, but when he gets those touchdowns, he wins you the week. So he has, yeah, he's he's definitely more of a boom and bust uh, type of star fantasy player than, you know, the consistency that I typically like. But I mean, if you have him, you're rolling him out there as an RB1, like this, like, I mean, you got to play him, I guess, because you drafted him. But you just can't deny that Jamal Williams is the better running back right now. He has been a top 12 running back since week six and has outperformed Aaron Jones the last five weeks. He's the number one running back in Green Bay right now. And that is mostly because he's stealing all that passing work from Aaron Jones. Uh, I mean, first of all, I don't appreciate the tone in your voice. Um, But people, if you have Aaron Jones, (laughs) don't worry about it. Keep starting him. I'm I mean, scared. He's, I'm scared to go in the fantasy playoffs. Much more with Aaron Jones is my running back one. I mean, you got to start him, but I'm not happy. Not happy at all. I'm I'm happy with that because I've seen probably four or five games this season where like he has gotten me 30 points in fantasy. And if one of your running backs give you 30 points, hopefully you know you have enough depth behind that that you should win. So I'm just talking very passionately. I know you mentioned my tone. It's just because I've brought this up so many times in the past, and you're still not you're still not there yet with me. You're still and not there, I, and I will never be there, especially when you bring it up in a week when Jamal Williams <laughs> is questionable and might not even play or might be limited. So, 
Well, I bring it up every week, I think. You know. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you're I being a little it? bit more adamant this week about it. What did I say on the last episode I got you to agree with? I can't remember. Oh, Kareem Hunt. Yep. I got you on the Kareem Hunt board. Yeah, and now I like Kareem Hunt now. <laughs> but I've, now you're going to be on board with, I mean, me with Jamal Williams. Listen, I'm not saying don't start Jamal Williams. I'm just saying I'm not worried about Aaron Jones. Like, if you have Jamal Williams... I mean, are you him, are you confidently starting him as a RB one then? No, no, not RB one. As a no. RB two, maybe, yeah, yeah, possibly. Like as a flex, sure. Game. If you have him as a flex, of course. Like you know, it's a great matchup. Start him. Like he's he's going to get touches. Okay, so would you start Jamal Williams over anybody on the Niners, Colts, Chiefs, Buccaneers, or Cardinals? We're talking just about running all backs. those running backs. Yeah. This week, yes, just because of the matchup. We've yeah. seen we've seen teams exploit um, Washington a lot this year. So just because of the matchup, yes. Especially if he's healthy. If there's rumors that he's not healthy, like come Saturday or so, so Obviously pay attention not, to yeah. that. Like if you hear the word limited, you know, then just stay away. Don't even take that chance. Have somebody in preparation. Don't count on starting him. Have somebody else you could start. All right, we don't have to keep wasting time on Jamal Williams here and this and that. Um, you can't trust any other wide receiver besides Devontae Adams, right? No. Didn't yeah. think so. Even Alan Lazard, like, I know he's, he's like, had some, stood he's had out. Some like, he is, I mean, he is the wide receiver, too, now at this point. But, I mean, that's because he's getting, like, three catches on a consistent basis, whereas the other guys are getting, like, two and then, like, one. So, I'll, I'll stay away from the rest of those wide receivers. All right. Then I think that wraps this game up. Lions Vikings. Lions Vikings. All right. Let's hope the Vikings lose this game and the Bears are gonna win. So then the Bears will finagle themselves a game ahead and then they'll come <laughs> to when they play the Vikings a couple of weeks from now. And then the Bears will also beat the Vikings and they'll improve their playoff odds. Because as of today, the Bears' playoff odds are one point one percent, they said. <laughs> I don't even know how they come up with that number, but that's Yeah. I, I have more games. hope than that. To me it's like Five percent. Yeah, when I don't like the percentage, I'm like, well, it's 50-50. They either make it or they don't. So <laughs> I'm going to go with they'll make it. The odds are in your favor then. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Let's kick it off with the Lions. What do you think? Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, both startable? Um, No. I'm starting with Kenny Galladay because it's a holiday season and his name rhymes with that. So I'm obviously starting him just from a talent standpoint. And then maybe Bo Scarborough. Um, well, yeah. You know, but. Bo Scarborough is going to get you 20 carries. So what do you like, think? But I don't like You think Marvin he's going to get you four yards a carry maybe? or Yeah, I think he's, he's going to get you 70 to 90 yards. Hopefully he gets you that touchdown. He'll probably get a couple of receptions. So um, he's worth a flex. He's worth the flex, I'd say. Yeah, the the Vikings defense is not as haunted and you know haunting as has been the last two years versus the run. So there is room for improvement on that side of the ball with them. So I'm, I'm confident putting him in my flex. So Kenny Galladay, you're going to take over Marvin Jones. He's not a wide receiver one, is he? A wide receiver two. Galladay, yeah, yeah. He's a wide receiver two in my book. He has to beat him. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, somebody is going to catch the passes in this game. So I'm going to go with Galladay, Marvin Jones. Last week he only had three receptions for 40 yards. He did have a touchdown to save the day, but 
I've seen better from him. And I don't know. I just don't. I've never trusted Marvin Jones, to be honest with you. I know. He's a good, like, safety net. It just, every time I see him, like, if I'm going against him, I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, he might easily have, like, four points. So, yeah. I just, when I watch him play, he's just, like, such a fundamental type of player. That you're like, ah, oh, that guy's not gonna hurt me. Like, you know, he's <laughs> like he's never gonna pull off like a sixty eight yard touchdown and he's not, so No. And you know what? Blau's not the best quarterback, but Galladay, as he showed against the Bears, has the ability to break away and just get to the ball. So if there's gonna be any deep passes, like you mentioned, it's not gonna be Jones, most likely Galladay. So I'll take a shot with Galladay. Everyone else, Sayonara, over to the Vikings side. What about the Vikings? What about the Dalvin Cook, Alexander, Madison debacle? Dalvin Cook says he's good to go, says he's going to play. Is he going to play the whole game? Or can people confidently start Madison this week? Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, you made a good point about this when we were talking about it earlier. I don't know if you want to explain it when you mention it to that whole Cardinal situation. Oh, yeah. Dalvin Cook. So I, oh, yeah, I, mean, I thought that was a great point that you made. You had David Johnson saying that, oh, yeah, I'm 100% healthy. I'm going to play. I'm going to start. And he did start for, like, one carry. And then, you know, he sat the rest of the game. So you kind of wonder if they're just smoke screening here. They'll roll out Delvin Cook for one or two carries, maybe the first series, and then just bench him for the rest of the game. You know, it's not a difficult matchup. They should want to keep him healthy for the playoffs. And Alexander Madison has proved to be a competent even good running back in his time on the field. Yeah, so you so, think it would be in their best interest to sit Dalvin Cook? Yeah, and, be- and because of that, like, if you have Dalvin Cook, you're going to start him, like, if they say he's starting. Yeah. Just and because, that's the tricky like, part. You don't wanna, just like David Johnson. You don't want him start, <laughs> and you're like, well, if I don't start and he has 30 points, I'm going to feel so stupid and be- if I'm kicked out of the playoffs because I sat, like, you know, a top five, like, fantasy player this year. Like, it would be super disappointing, <laughs> like... And people be like, oh, man, how'd you lose by three points? Oh, I said Delvin Cook. And be like, what? You're dumb. It's like, well, no, he had this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's just what sucks about the yeah, situation. Yeah, it's just a tricky situation. So, I mean, if you're extremely wealthy at that situation and you want to be, you know, you have a good gut feeling about it. And I but guess, if it comes out Sunday morning that he's playing, you got to start Delvin Cook. Yeah, you're going to start And then Delvin maybe we'll Cook, get goose eggs. Yeah, you'll get goose like egg. Yeah, it's just one of those tricky April situations. If you have, like... I mean, would you take the chance on like somebody like starting Geis, let's say, over Dalvin Cook? If you're really worried, if if you're on the side where you're like, man, I I have a feeling that you know the Lions are so bad. This is a game in Minnesota. Minnesota is probably going to jump up to like a 17 to nothing lead after the first quarter when they get an interception and a couple of touchdowns, and they're just like, all right, well, you know, let's just pound the ball with Madison. We'll run this out. And that's what, like, I have a feeling that might happen in this game. They jump out that early lead, and they're like, hey, let's just, like, play it safe. Kirk Cousins is playing great, you know. And Madison was playing good. I mean, he was playing yeah. good, as I said. Yeah. So when he has gotten opportunities this year, he has not looked bad. So it's just, a, it's just a bad time to be a Delvin Cook owner. If you are a Delvin Cook owner, if I owned Delvin Cook, I would have rostered Madison from the beginning because yep. – I was, I'm admittedly was a Dalvin Cook hater 
in the off season coming into the season. I hated him. I did not want to take the chance with him. And if I was going to have him, I was going to have his backup. Yeah, as did I because of the injuries. And I'm, I'm, I was actually, I'm actually surprised he's made it this far along. So that's very impressive. But if you have both of them, do you think of starting them? Like if you have, if you're weak, Not both of them. Like, well, let's say if you're weak at the flex position, regardless. Like, like let's say this week you're looking, like you already have both on your team, and this week you're looking to put somebody in your flex, and you're looking at the waiver wire for who you can pick up to put in your flex, like. Are you better off starting both of them or looking at like the waiver wire? Like say if you're in a, you know, regular 12 team league and you know all all your 12 players are pretty competitive so they pick up most of the good players. Like I'm not saying like Jamal Williams is still on your waiver wire cuz like your yeah. league doesn't pay attention. Like you know half the players aren't paying attention. I know. Yeah. I can't start them both. I just can't do it. I can't start both of them. What I would consider doing is if I had both on my team, I would consider starting Madison over Cook, depending on how the news happens. If he's still, you know, on this on this fence. If it's not a definite, yes, I'm good to go. I'm playing the whole game. I would start Madison over Cook, as opposed to what you were saying is starting one of my flex. There's probably somebody you could get off the waiver wire that I think would be better than playing both Sterling Shepard. Maybe I don't think he's on many waiver <laughs> wires. I know you scooped him up last week, but yeah, yeah, um, I don't know. It's just, I was just trying to think it's somebody. just a tricky situation. I feel like if I was like so dire, like my team was so bad that I hadn't, you know, whether it's matchups or injuries and so on and so forth, I feel like I would be comfortable just because of this matchup to just start them both. Like just start them both because if one is not playing, like let's say Dalvin Cook like only gets five carries for like twenty three yards, that means Madison is going to get like twenty four carries that game and probably get you a hundred yards and a touchdown. So the only thing that know. worries about starting them both is what if they both get ten to fifteen carries, but only one of them is going to work at the goal line and the other one didn't really do anything with the ten to fifteen carries. I mean that's fine because they yeah. they want to be a running team and it's a really bad Lions team that they're facing so you know they might get a lot of interceptions they get a lot of goal line Kirk Cousins the new Patrick Mahomes has been lighting up (laughs) defenses and he might do the same it's just a scary situation obviously if you have Cook you gotta start him if he's saying he's playing I guess that's the bottom line yeah yeah we can move on to I mean any of these wide receivers you like I mean I guess you gotta start Stephon Diggs the big thing is uh, they're trying to get Thielen ready for Sunday. I don't think he's going to be ready. If yeah. Thielen does not play, I think Kyle Rudolph, the tight end, becomes a little bit more attractive. What do you think? Yeah, he's been playing. I mean, the last four games, he has five touchdowns. So, yep. just even if Thielen plays, like, you know, just because of the position, like, I would feel more comfortable with Rudolph, for example, or than, like, you know, Waller, like we were talking about in the last podcast. Yeah, I like, agree. He's, he's just, you know. He's getting more in the offense now. He's getting, you know, just getting more receptions, you know, more focus because he's a big body, in, you know, for touchdowns. So. And this will segue into the next game because both of these guys might have came. Both of these guys might have come off your waiver wire. Kyle Rudolph or Jared Cook from the Saints. Are we starting Jared Cook against the 49ers this week? No, I'll go with Rudolph. I mean, 49ers are still a really good defense. and Would you start Cook, though? Like, yeah, 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 I'll start Cook. Yeah. Okay. He's a better option than... I mean, he's... Than a lot. Yeah, so. I would say he's 
top 15 at least, even with this matchup. Without this matchup, he's like a top, top 10 wide receiver or tight end because they use him as their wide receiver too on that team because they literally have nobody behind Michael Thomas. Yeah, exactly. So he's definitely a start there. What about Latavius Murray? He didn't do so hot last week. The Niners have shown some weak times in their ground uh, defense. So do you think Kamara and Murray yeah, might be able to I'm pick s- these guys apart? I'm, I'm staying away from Murray the last, I mean, since Kamara has been back. like He did have a really good game with Kamara back. Yeah, and that was, I, I think, against like Arizona. Because the last four Possibly. weeks when he played Atlanta, he had four attempts. Carolina, seven attempts. Tampa Bay, ten attempts. Atlanta, again, five attempts. I mean, in the Carolina game, he had a touchdown in 60 yards, so that might have looked good. But he's not getting the volume. I'm staying away from him as long as Kamara is healthy. Like, he's just not a viable option for me at all. Kamara, on the other hand, I know he hasn't performed like, you know, you're expecting Kamara. You're expecting a top, you know, five pick, top four pick in most leagues to perform. But I think he's getting his legs under him. I think they're going to need to use him more in the passing game, so... Do you consider him to be a first-round bust? He's still a good running back, but for being drafted in the first round, is this a bust season for him? Yes, and that's including because he missed games, not just because of his healthy performances. I know, I know he, yeah, he did miss some games, but even the games he played, if you, if you took those away, there's still some bust-worthy games. Yes, because he hasn't gotten the touchdowns this year. Like these last five games, he has that he has played zero rushing touchdowns, zero receiving touchdowns. So yeah, and I got him in a PPR league, so he's helping me in yeah. PPR because so, he is still getting like eight catches. But in I, a standard league, he's killing some people in standard. I just don't like using the word bust because he's still like, like he's awesome. still startable. Like you know, yeah. you're still starting him. He's not like Le'Veon Bell, let's say, or like David Johnson. Like those are like true bust like because they're not doing anything and even when they are out there they just look bad so there's not even like hope for them i hear you well and then how about breeze <coughs> as mentioned last game i don't want to or last episode i don't want to start you breeze yeah i'm sitting them yeah very I'm, very I'll start difficult Tannehill game. over breeze absolutely 49ers what do we think? It's a whole mess on this offense, man. I'm, I can't really say anything confidently. Of the wide receivers, I guess Debo Samuel's your best option. I don't know where Lattimore is going to cover. I don't know if he's going to shadow one person. Yeah, this is just a know. tricky team. And with the playoffs coming along, I'm not touching anybody. If you have George Kittle, great for you. He's having a Obviously. great season. I'm not touching any of those running backs like, it can easily be Tevin Coleman that gets 130 yards and three touchdowns this week. It can easily be Matt Breda. It can easily be, you know, Raheem Mon- Mostert. Mostert. It can easily be Jeff Wilson Jr. <laughs> he can just come in there for two carries and get two touchdowns for one yard. Like, so I'm not touching yeah. any of those guys. It's the playoffs. I'm not taking the chances. Yeah, I picked up Mostert in one yeah, of my leagues just, just in case. But I have no intentions of playing And him. none of them are injured right now. And none of them were injured last week, and you just saw like Breda was injured. Breda was injured, but Tevin he's Coleman wasn't, and he's week. supposed to be their number one. Tevin Coleman is so I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm staying away from those guys. I mean, Jimmy G is actually not a bad option though. Yeah, but I still wouldn't feel super confident. With no, him. I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still going with guys like you know Tannen Hill, like we talked about, and stuff yeah. like that. But I'd probably prefer Jimmy G over Drew Brees. Yeah. 
I can see that. And then keep signing the Niners defense. I know they're going against a really good offense, but I mean, whatever this defense, offense like, looked weak what, against what the Falcons. What else are you going to get there? Um, yeah, so Kittle and the defense from the Niners. Moving on to the Colts and the Buccaneers. Colts um, and Buccaneers. The Colts side, interesting matchup. This is like another weak fantasy team. I guess Zach Pascal, you'll want to start him, I guess. No. Uh, no? I'm off the I'm off the love boat with Pascal. Well, but here's the thing. I know Ty Ty gone. I know, and he was Paris gone for Campbell. a while too. And Zach, you know, Pascal didn't I do know. anything. But Paris Campbell might be gone. He is practicing. Chester Rogers got hurt, I think, as well. I think he's IR. So really, all you got is Zach Pascal. You got nothing else. Literally nothing. And Jack Doyle. Eric Ebron's gone. Yeah, if you have Jack Jack Doyle, that's that's a man I'd, I'd rather talk about. Like Jack Doyle might have a monster game. I just don't start Zach Pascal. I mean, maybe as a flex option, like if you're yeah, or if, if, if you're you know, a Colts a leagues, fan. A lot of leagues have three wide receivers. So like a wide receiver three. Would you start him as a wide receiver three? Sure, just because you know this is still a bad defense they're going against. You know, it's a defense that could be lit up pretty easily. So. Yeah. At that point, yeah, I just don't trust it because even when they went against bad defenses and Hilton wasn't playing, when they went against Miami and Jacksonville, this man had two receptions each one of those games versus Houston, he had zero receptions. Like, I'm not going to get tricked because he went over 100 yards last week. Like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing that in the playoffs. So, I'm not, I wouldn't start him in confidence as a wide receiver too. I just feel like there's better guys like in the waiver wire even that you can find for him. Like I would pick up Jack Doyle if he's on the waiver wire and start him as your flex if even if you have like a good tight end. Really? Oh yeah. James absolutely. Washington or Zach Pascal? James who's, Washington who's, and the Steelers. Who's he going against? The Cardinals? Yes. James Washington. All right. Cool. I kind of think so too. Um Marlon Mack can be practicing. I don't really want to buy into him though. This Sunday. Yeah, I don't know how healthy he is yet. I don't know if I would want to start him. The Buccaneers, you know, they do got a bad defense, but they've played pretty well the past couple weeks, and they might just shut him down. And, you know, Jameis is going to be slinging the ball, and this might be an air attack. There might not be a lot of ground action. Bringing us to the Bucks. Their run game, what a mess. I don't think you could confidently start either of these guys for the next three weeks. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that relies on offense regardless. So, obviously, yeah. I mean, the running backs, we've been saying it, I think, all season. Like, don't start either one of them. They but seem to still, split the work, and they're not good. So People were really buying into Ronald Jones because he was taken off. But then last week, Peyton Barber, you know, had like 15 carries for a very small amount of yards, but got two touchdowns. And they said that Ronald Jones was benched because he blew a, tackle, or blew a block on a blitz. So well, probably I guess James that makes Winston's sense. Fault. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm One staying away from block, both those guys. Yeah, I'm staying away from both of them. I'm starting Jameis obviously and the two wide receivers. Keep staying away from OJ Howard. Like there's just nothing there. This coach doesn't, doesn't understand like tight the tight end position. He uses MSX for blockers, so I'd stay away from that. Just I mean, in, in, just completely. Yeah, agreed. All right, Steelers and Cardinals. So as I mentioned, James Washington. James Washington. I'd start him, and whatever the running back is there, whoever it is, yeah, whether it's, it's going to be Connor, it's going to be Snell. Connor, they're saying has a very low chance of playing. He's still listed as doubtful. So 
Samuels, they like to use more as a receiver. And then Snell, I mean, the last two weeks, he's gotten 16 attempts and 21 attempts. He's done pretty well with both of them, so I mean, and he's I'm, going against Cardinals. Correct. Yeah, he's 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 a pretty good flex in my position. He's like the um, Detroit Lions uh, running back. So yeah, and uh, James Washington forgot to mention more than fifteen points just in standard. So probably, I think it was over twenty um, in half point PPR in both games with Devlin Hodges. Yeah, he's so much better than Mason Rudolph. And he's not even, I mean, Hodges is not even a good quarterback, yeah. but he's so much better than Mason Rudolph. God, that guy was just awful. Anything else there? Who's the tight end? It's not Vance McDonald, right? It is Vance McDonald. Oh, he's back. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, the Cardinals give up to most They are the worst ends. team versus tight ends, for sure. But Vance, I mean, Vance <laughs> McDonald, the last two weeks, he's gotten three targets uh, against Cleveland and then only one against Cincinnati. So I don't know how much he is in the game plan. He looks he looks like he's falling off with Hodges in there. Hodges seems to be a little bit more comfortable than Mason Rudolph at actually using wide receivers. And they're going to rely on their own game. True that. And then start the Steelers defense. Like Of course. Great job picking them up earlier this season, Ermali, which is me. <laughs> is that how I you saw something. <laughs> I saw something in that team. On that defense, right. I should say. Well, you but saw it, that they were going to have to win out the games, all the games. All the games. All right, well, let's. Uh, with that being said, let's just jump over to the Cardinals side of the ball, who, I mean, no I don't one, know if I like anybody on this team against no this defense. Really. Like Drake is a flex. He's yeah. He's get the work. Maybe. I'm not starting Kyler this week, that's for sure. Yeah, don't start Kyler against his defense. I think he's probably going to throw a lot of interceptions, at least like two or three. I mean, Drake, I guess if you have to, he, he didn't really do much against, you know, a Rams defense last week and this whole offense was shut down, and I kind of expect the same thing. I don't expect them to really get more than, like, 13 points in this game. I'd, I'd be su- very surprised if they did score more than 13 points. Well, Drake has done well against tough defenses, you know, not last week against the Rams, but Kyler's going to do nothing. The wide receivers are going to do nothing. I think maybe... This is going to be a game where they dump off a lot of passes to him, just give him a lot of opportunity, and he's been pretty good, so maybe he could make some out of that opportunity. Uh, like I said, flex at best, but I don't like anyone else on the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from them. There's better guys to be had and better options out there. So let's move on from that to the Seahawks and the Rams. This is actually going to be a very good game, good division game. This is a really this is probably like the best division in football right now, I would say. Yeah. Probably. Uh, for the Seahawks, the big thing is the running backs. What do you think it's going to be? Chris Carson or Rashad Penny? I mean, so this happened earlier in the in the year. I think it was maybe like week four when, you know, or week three maybe where Chris Carson's just had a lot of fumbling Fumbles. issues after never having fumbling issues. You know, he just started to have them and, you know, they benched him for that one game. He came back and then he just had a monster game. And then they were like, yeah, you know, Chris Carsons is our guy. And, I, you know, Chris Carsons is a better running back. He came out against Minnesota last week, 23 attempts, 102 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, I think it's Chris Carsons. And I, I'm not comfortable going with two running, with both these running backs, you know, being viable where I think, you know, Carsons is going to get like his, you know, 23 carries again. And then Rashad Penny is going to get 15. I, I don't think they're going to do that against the Rams. I think they might have to throw the ball 
a little bit more than they would probably prefer. You know, I think both of them can exist against the Rams. Their run defense hasn't been terrific this year. You know, I mean, you got Aaron Donald, but without Ndamukong Sue, it's kind of hard for them. Uh, they were a lot better at stopping the run last. They were a lot better at stopping the run last year. Um, and, you know, I think it's just going to be a tough tough game through the air for Russell Wilson here. Like you said, it's a divisional matchup. I think they're going to both play tough. And I think really the Seahawks are going to lean on their running game like they have been. So I think it is room to start both. Uh, I probably do like Carson better as like a more confident RB2. But I can see Penny, you know, going in my flex spot as well. So it's not ideal. Yeah, I think if you're starting... It's just confusing. Another confusing backfield. Yeah, I think if I was starting Penny, I would have to be thinking negatively for Carson's and I don't I just don't feel any negativity towards well, Carson. Carson. Could come out there and fumble in the first couple runs and then get benched. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah, so. I mean, so it like who knows? Yeah, if that's the way you want to look at it, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, if you want to look at it that way then yeah I'll feel more comfortable with Shot Penny, but he's a sit for me. Yeah. And then wide receivers I I think are even trickier for me in this in this matchup than the running backs are. Like you have three pretty good wide receivers. You have Jacob Hollister, you know, if he plays, but he seems like it seems like he will. Yeah, I just don't know what to think about the wide receivers and how much volume they're gonna get and who's gonna be targeted once, you know, it comes down to them scoring a touchdown. It's true. I mean as mentioned in the last episode, I won't go all into it again, but my Lockett versus Michelle debate. The reason why Lockett versus Sony Michelle, that is. The reason why I'm going with Lockett too is like Lockett is still Russell Wilson's guy. I know it doesn't show uh, recently, but last week he did look for him in the end zone and Tyler Lockett should have caught a touchdown in the end zone, but he dropped it. I mean, it was a little tough of a catch. He had to dive a little bit and supposedly he was sick with the flu. I guess you can't dive and catch when you have the flu, but he should have caught that touchdown in the end zone, and he did not because the pass was a little low. So, I mean, Russell Wilson still looks for him, especially in the red zone. So that's still Russell's dude. I'm still confident yeah, and, in starting Lockett. And he's still the best talent out of those three wide receivers. So unless you hear otherwise, I'm starting him with the most confidence. And then Matt Calf, Metcalf. Yeah, you, you have to start him. Like he's, I mean, he's he's just been playing really well. Yeah. Like, I don't know who Ramsey is going to cover or if he's going to switch on and off, but it doesn't matter. I mean, Metcalf is, he's just big. He's bigger than anybody that's going to cover him. So if mm-hmm. if there is a big play to be had in this game, it's it's going to be in his hands. Yeah. I'd roll him out there as well. Uh, Rams side of the ball. Anything else on Seahawks? Yeah. The star Jacob Hollister. He's been playing pretty yeah. pretty well. Like, you know, I know he's hit or miss sometimes, but because of that position. Like, yeah, it's a tight end. So. Just start him. You can fire him up. Um, now, the thing is, Jared Goff did pretty well last week. Are you going to trust him at all going forward? Nah. I mean, nah. maybe he can catch lightning <laughs> in a bottle, you know, and, you know, and, you know, bring it out. Because, I mean, this was a really, really good quarterback last last year. And I know he had, you know... This was a different offense last year because Gurley was like the best offensive player and, you know, all that good stuff. But, you know, he did tear up Arizona last week, but that's not to say much. 
I don't know. I I I have a feeling these both these teams might get in a shootout again. So yeah, I would start him just now with a lot of confidence. There's still you know he's at that Tannehill level for me. I'd start Tannehill over him probably. I'm sitting golf. I can't trust him. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. You have to be really desperate to start him. Who's your favorite wide receiver? Still Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean it has it has to still be Cooper Cup. I think. He's, I mean Robert Woods he's, is getting involved. He's still their most still no touchdowns. talented. He's had two bounce back games the last two weeks. So he had you know six receptions last week with a touchdown, only sixty five yards. But I think that's only going to go up. I, I'm still picking Cooper Cup. Definitely, I agree. Gerald Everett or Jacob Hollister. Hollister. Boom. Agreed as well. Everett has been good, but he's inconsistent as far as targets. I think Russell Wilson is going to lean on Hollister, which sucks because I'm going against him in the first week of the playoffs. All right. Todd Gurley, I mean, he's going to get goal line work, right? I mean, you start him for touchdowns. Yeah, you. St- I mean, you start him and... The, I know he's a big name. I just wanted to... Yeah, the last two out there. of three games, you know, against the Cardinals last week and then against the Bears, you know, what was it, three weeks ago now? He had 19 and 25 rush attempts. Yeah, against Baltimore, he only had six last week, but that's because they were blown out of the water. So there was there was no need to put that kind of tread on his on his knees. So, yeah, I mean, you start him. He's still an RB, too. Like, you know, he he's going to get touchdowns if he's going to have opportunities for them at least. Definitely. Well, moving on to the final game, the only game fitting for the triumphant return of Eli Madding is Monday Night Football. Yeah, this is the only game that matters. <laughs> the best game of the week. Saved for Monday, the Giants at Eagles. So, start Eli Manning, right? No. I mean... <laughs> Jeez, no, I mean, Fitz, Fitzpatrick tore up this terrible defense last week. Like, and so many God, people like, were adding. I don't know what happened to the Eagles last week, but just a further decline of the Philadelphia Eagles. But on the Giants' side, who are you starting? Is it a week for Sterling Shepard? Yeah, especially I think, now that Ingram may be out. Yeah, I think he's. Um, Getting more reps, like I know he had his concussions, but I think this is his fifth game back, so I'm pretty comfortable with him. They've had some bad matchups the last three weeks, so his numbers haven't looked that great. But four out of the last five games, he's gotten nine targets, so that's that's good enough for me. I think, and that's you know, not going to change with Eli because Eli likes Shepard. And correct, and that's not going to change. He's he's a really good slot player as well. Um, I mean, hopefully Ingram plays because I really need him to come back healthy. <laughs> but not this week because I got to buy this Ingram, week. But please, please come back. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I actually think the Giants are are gonna beat up on. Oh, I hope on so. Philadelphia. I feel like Philadelphia has given up. Like I know it's a home game, and you know they're a little bit more riled. But I feel like if if Philadelphia gets down even by a touchdown in that first quarter, I think the Giants are gonna have a really monster fantasy game just because that crowd is gonna start booing the Eagles because <laughs> they're just cruel like that. All right, so I'm sure there's nobody else you really want to start though from the Giants. Slayton is he even worthy of a flex or is he too yeah, risky? Yeah, he's, he's worthy of a flex. He's had some good games this season. Maybe not. Games. Yeah, maybe not so much. You know consistently lately as i'd like to see but that's a guy i'm drafting next year in my yeah. dynasty league maybe not in my redraft league but i'm drafting well i'm in next year why not in a redraft league like 
this is this we'll is a team that's that's does. that's probably going to focus on you know improving their offensive line so to give their quarterback more time and I mean coming next year Danny Dimes didn't look that bad this year for you know like just you, turns like over you the ball you, ha- you have to realize Shepard has missed a lot of games this year his tight end has missed a lot of games this year his running back has missed a lot of games this year they've had injuries all across the offensive line this year so this is not a good you know diagnosis of a guy that he's mediocre like he played really well at certain points in the season so i mean like who are you taking next year in the draft carson wentz whose weapons seem to be either degrading or are going to end up going <laughs> away or are you going to take a guy that has a top 5 tight end when he's healthy has probably the number 1 running back in the league when he's healthy like has a couple of really good young receivers. Like, who are you going to take in a draft for a quarterback next year? Like, if you're just in a very deep league or a two-quarterback team where you need to even think about these two guys, are you taking Wentz or are you taking Danny Dimes? Oh, I don't know, man. Exactly. Like, I think, when, I think Wentz I hasn't have shown you probably, anything. I don't know. I think I'd probably take Daniel Jones, but I don't want to. See, the thing about Jones is, like, yeah, he hasn't had the best weapons, but he's also... Fumbled the ball 12 times in, like, the last six games. <laughs> and he lost seven of those 12 fumbles. Hey, he's he's good at dropping dimes <laughs> and footballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And fumbles are minus two usually, which is worse than the minus one of an right, interception. Well, let's stop talking about that quarterback because I'm sure Eli doesn't appreciate it since Sir you know, he's Eli. the one playing. Sir Eli um, Manning. But we can All jump right. to the other side of the ball. I mean, are are you starting Carson Wentz this week? No. Like, I I feel like if Jordan Howard is healthy, I think they're just going to try to run the ball and see if Carson can just, like, not mess it up. Well, I think I heard Jordan Howard's likely not coming back this week, but Miles Sanders did, did very well last week, and he offers, um you know, like, pass-catching ability. So I actually am starting Miles Sanders in our league. And if I have Alshon Jeffrey, I feel confident starting him too. Even though Carson Wentz sucks, he's probably going to get one touchdown to someone, and I don't think it's going to be Zach Ertz. I think it's going to be Alshon Jeffrey. How about Goddard? Oh, yeah. Goddard's... He had six receptions last week, seven the week before. Yeah, he's a viable start, especially if you have nobody on um, tight end. So Darren Waller or Dallas Goddard? Ooh, that's a tricky one. I'm gonna go with Goddard. All right. He's I he's he's that. just getting more opportunities. Especially lately. if it's, he's getting more targets, more catches. PPR. Yeah, and it's pretty standard now. It's not like oh, he's only done this last like week. Like no, he's been doing it all season. Like, what about Jacob Hollister or Dallas Goddard? Oh, Hollister for okay, sure. Yeah, Hollister. Yeah, one one hundred percent. Just had to check where you're at on that. I actually like Hollister a lot. Yeah, he's done well. Um, sick Carson ones. Anything else? Anything else from the Eagles? No, there's nothing else. Go Giants. All right. That'll do it. Go Eli. Win your job back. Dude, he's going to come back <laughs> next year. He's going to light cats up. He's going to... No, okay. They said three more years of Eli. We got two left. So let's bring him back. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Again, please like, rate, review. Let us know what you think. We want to hear your feedback. Follow me on Twitter. At FFFF, that was too many F's, that was four. At FFF, Joe LaPenta, once again, or Molly. All right, guys, I just want to say thank you for listening. God bless America, and make sure you set your lineups. 
for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, good point. Do not forget to set your lineups. It is the playoffs. Good luck, everyone. Goodbye. (laughs) 